and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Cooper, and today I'm joined by the main man himself, Dave as a party. Dave, how are you doing, son? Very well, thank you, Matt. Very well. Looking forward to it, as always. Of course. And we're joined by another Talking Walls regular and former George Russell. George, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm all good, thank you. Good. Good weekend? Good bank holiday? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Went to the game yesterday. A um, few dog walks. Went to watch some cricket on Saturday, so can't complain. Very leisurely. Yeah. Oh, sign, sign of age, that, mate. No no nights out on the town? No, nah, I can't do it anymore, mate. Forget it. Under the thumb or age or both? <laughs> age, mate. Yeah, Honestly, all right, you, get all new, right. you get a new reputation being under the thumb. I'll tell you now. Yeah, mate, well, he spent time with her. He said he, he, said he was <laughs> milking the dog. So he spent some time with her. Well, you know, people can make their own minds up about whether you've been under the thumb. As, but as we like to say on this podcast, there is no smoke without fire. Dave, what about you, mate? Good bank holiday. Um, yeah, it was a quiet one for me, obviously, the game as well. Um, no nights out. Um, went to do a little bit of work on my house today, which nice. is a very slow process. But yeah, fingers crossed I can be in it sooner rather than later. It's been a while. You've, you've had that about a year now, haven't you? Nine months, man. Still not living here. It's doing my head in. So. Oh, dear. What's the hold up? Building work, mate. Building work. Any good no. builders that want to do it for a good rate? And not rip me off, then let just drop me a message, please. Put, put you, you're available now. Yeah, a new kitchen in for a readout on talking walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seems like it seems like a good offer. Gents, <laughs> I feel like the, since the last time we did a podcast, like about four months has happened. I feel like so much has gone on. Um, I mean, on today's podcast, we'll be covering Wolves versus Preston in the Carabao Cup, Wolves versus Newcastle. We're previewing Bournemouth v Wolves and Wolves v Southampton. But let's start off with the Carabao Cup game, Dave. Wolves versus Preston. Bit of squad rotation. Good to see us have a go. Jimenez come back in. Semedo, Dendonka. Started well, didn't we? Yeah, first half was good. Um, well, let's say first 40 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed it. It was good to see. You know, we had pretty much full control of the game. Uh, saw a couple of players, you know. Well, first, it was great to see such a strong team. Um, you know, that was, you know, I'd, I'd spoken a little bit about it. I think on the last podcast, I was thinking a rotator team. Everyone wanted to go for it a little bit more. Um, and yeah, pleasantly surprised at how strong it was. And it was good to see us, you know, have a proper go um, and, you know, score a couple of good goals. The Jimenez one was really well worked. Lovely ball through by Kilman to Aiton Ori to, to put it on a plate for Jimenez. And then obviously the Adama Traore finish, I thought was fantastic as well. So, yeah, good to, to see it's have a go, but I'll let I'll let yourself or George talk about what happened after that. <laughs> George, the, the the first goal was a really nice bit of play, wasn't it? And it was good to see um, Wolves' fullbacks utilising that space and getting behind. I know when we spoke yesterday, um, just between us two, you identified that Wolves' fullbacks have been really under par this season. Yeah, the, I think they've been a bit reserved, and that sort of been. By actually doing the switch of formation, which we'll probably get on through at the rest of the podcast, is, is if anything, it's made us look a little bit more vulnerable going forward than it was previously. But I really like the first goal. I think it's um, you know Kilman, you know, naturally forward progression of the ball, played a ball in between the, the fullback and the centre half, and that's the sort of goal where you see Man City score every week. You know, in, mm. inside the fullback, the centre half. Full back or the winger taps it across and it's just tapping at the back post and it's undefendable. That, that you know that, those sort of goals. It's great movement. It's just good football and and you know that, I know it's Preston. No disrespect to them, but 
that, that sort of ball by Max Kilman will open up most most defenses um, yeah. in Europe. And yeah, it was a good goal. You say it's only Preston, and no disrespect for them, but they probably they could have beat us <laughs> in the second <laughs> half, mate. They were, they, they, they were all over us, and we were hanging on a little bit, Dave. What? Yeah, yeah. About... Go on, go on, go on, son. Sorry. No, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, the goal was poor from us. I think in terms of you know we should have got we should have either moved the ball or got rid of the ball a lot quicker, mm. and obviously just giving them that half chance. To be fair, the finish was it was it Woodburn. The yeah, Liverpool, yeah, Ben Woodburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a good finish from him, you know, across across his body into, you know, across the goal. Um, and right at the end of the game, they gave us a few scares as well. But it, it was disappointing in the second half with how well we did. And I don't know if it was the penalty incident that sort of almost killed our momentum. Um, but yeah, we looked we looked poor and almost <laughs> the same story that we've seen for the last two or three seasons. Just, Lacked ideas in front of goal. We moved the ball, held possession, controlled the game quite well. Um, but other than that, you know, didn't didn't threaten Preston a hell of a lot in the second half. No, George. Let's talk, let's go back to Traoré's goal. Looked a little bit like uh, his former self, better than what he did at Spurs. But it's a uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful finish on 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 his week of foot. Where's it? Where's he been hiding now? He, he did something similar in in the cup against Palace in uh, last season. Or season before, yeah. you can't you can't take it away from it's an unbelievable finish. But that's where Troyer is at his best when he doesn't have to think about it. It all happened so quickly; it just popped up and just hit it, and not had to think about it. Um, if you if you said you know they got one of the coaches to f- throw the ball up like on the edge of the box, say are oh, not do that with your right foot, he, he wouldn't do that again because he's got to think about it. It just all happened so quickly. I think Tomato was good in the goal as well. Um, you know, he almost was that little backboard and, and flicked it up for him and. Can't take anything away from him, but again, like I was still largely quite disappointed with Troy Oray bar the goal. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, he flattered to deceive, and it's tough. I still don't really know what to do with Troy Oray, but you know, he's playing, he was one on one versus Daniel Johnson. If anyone like knows um, anything about sort of like Preston or Championship, like he's more so like a central midfielder, if not like a bit more of an advanced player. and I don't think he skinned, like I don't think he really like, got the better of him, especially in the second half as well. And I was quite disappointed that he didn't get the better of him. And yeah, it's just another problem we've got. I think at the moment there's a lot of question marks against a lot of things going on at Wolves at the minute. Oh, I thought that Daniel Johnson played quite well, you know, really? in terms of like nullifying nullifying the threat down that showed a good, a good level of pace. But also, runs, just like Adama's yeah. runs were just were just wrong though, because yeah. the whole the whole first half, you know, he should be on the last man. And, and trying to make the runs down the line. And he kept trying to come inside and they were just tracking his run every single time. He was, he was by the goal where we moved the ball quite quickly. He was like, just just not getting into the right areas whatsoever. Um, and then I did mention it on the review and for some strange reason, some website did a whole article about how slagged the Dharma Troy or was making out that was MS, Is it MSN? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I was like, so you making out that I've got some sort of a gender here. But um, yeah, I, I was... You know, the goal was fantastic, but I think there was still a lot more that he could have added to his performance overall. Mm, I agree. I agree. Jord, I'm going to ask you about a certain Hwanky Chan, because I know you're a, you're a big fan of his. Um, win the penalty. It's a soft penalty. Firstly, what did you think of him and Ezzy's decision to give him the penalty? And secondly, what did you think of the execution of it? Don't mind. Without getting your can- self getting cancelled. Yeah, yeah, no, no... Uh... Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. We said we said before the podcast. Don't ask me about Jimenez and don't ask me about Wang. And here we are asking you about both. <laughs> right, so Wang. Um, I don't necessarily mind 
what Jimenez did in that game in terms of giving him the penalty. We were 2 0 up. It was quite it was very comfortable at that stage. Mm. You go and get the third goal, it's game over, effectively. And I don't I think it's actually I applaud Jimenez for doing it. Obviously, Huang's a bit short of confidence. Uh, or he was short of confidence before the penalty. God knows what his confidence like now. But you know, it was um I'll be honest with you, like the penalty, he just never looked confident, did he? Standing over the ball, never looked confident. And I know Dave's been rustling feathers and causing haggro on uh, on Twitter, not not supporting players. He was know. a disgrace uploading that one. Yeah, it's really really sad and shady. You're meant to be supporting the team when you're uploading the penalty misses, man. What's I've already had my run on the transfer podcast. About <laughs> it, so I'm not having another the, pro- one. the profile you've got, like you are the man for Warren Wolf's Twitter, and you're putting him under the bus like that, man. You should yeah. be ashamed of yourself. But back to the penalty, like I say, he was standing over the penalty. I thought, I said to my mate, I said, I was with, I was with my mate Lee, I said, Look, he's going to miss this, like, he's just going to miss it. And I'll be honest with you, you could have hit the penalty harder with your cock, couldn't you? Like, it was so <laughs> feeble, it was so weak. It was just like, and it's just like, as soon as that happens, you just see the confidence drain off him. And he's at the point now where the cr- like you can hear the crowd, like the crowd every time he gets the ball, everyone's like, oh, fuck it, not him, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> and like, but obviously, he, it's translating to him on the pitch now, and it's just, you can see yeah. it just sapping out of him. I, I feel really sorry for him. Well, I, I sit in the North Bank, as everyone knows, and I sit next to my brother. Um, and as soon as Wang picked the penalty up, my brother wears glasses, and I went, the yeah, I just took him off his face, and I went, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just, just to be safe here, <laughs> Dave. What what's your thoughts on on the incident? I, I don't want I don't want it to be a Huang bashing because we still got the Newcastle game to review. <laughs> but <laughs> it's fucking hard. I feel for the bloke. But what, what's um, your thoughts on it? Actually, overall performance was okay. Uh, like you said, I think it was a soft pen. Um, I think as, as soon as Raul Jimenez passed him the ball, I thought he's not going to score. Um, but I don't know. Jimenez should have just taken it, kill the game off. That's it then. Because even at 2-0, you know, against any any side, you know, you can still be vulnerable. It's a dangerous um, score line, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, everyone knows my thoughts on, on the incident. So, um, yeah, bad penalty, gash player. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like, he, he, he looks like he's carrying a bag of coal on his back, doesn't he? Like, the way he's playing. I do, I do feel for him a little bit because, like, I, I know everyone says, oh, he's paid a load of money, but he must feel absolutely terrible at the minute. And I think you can see that, like you said, in his play. But you know, it looks like he might be he might be edging out the door at Molyneux if a if a suitable offer comes in for him. But just around that game, up, George, I personally feel that a, a team with, a, and I know it's you know, well, of course they would, but a team with a little bit more quality probably put have put us to bed that, that night. Oh yeah, I, I thought we were. Um, I think I messaged you guys, didn't I? I said like this is going to penalties. Like it was just felt like they're going to get something here, and. Um, you know, the second half performance couldn't actually like take anything away from Preston. Like, and I don't even think they were that good. We were just, we just did nothing. We, and that, and that's our, that's my big frustration of um, Wolves at the moment under Bruno Large. Like, at the time we get in front, we just sort of, I don't, I don't even know what what it is like. For me, I've always been brought up with when you got an opponent on the ropes, just kneel on them, like strangle them, yeah. like go and get three, four, five. If the team's edge, go and just keep, that's your best way of defence. And like, we just invite so much pressure on against teams where, why we give it, why are we standing 10 yards off Preston, letting a pop around? Like, we've got the quality just to fucking steamroll them. And like, we just sort of sit back, play our shape. Yes, we got through the tie, but 
you know, if we were playing Leeds like we've got in the next round, I think they'd have they'd have beat us. They're addicted. Yeah. I, I thought Matinho and Nunes played well, but you know, not going to lord lord them applaud it's because they should. They're playing against Preston, um, but it's uh, not not a, not a great day at the office. It surprises me though, Jordan, what you say there because when Lars was at Benfica and they had a better side against mostly teams who were, they were they were better than. He's very in very a lot of games. He went in for the kill. And you've seen, you've, you know, we've all seen the 10 nil. But Dave, when you spoke to, um, uh, was it Alex you did the uh, the Nunes video with? Yeah. Did it? Didn't? Did he say that Ben um, that in Portugal, Large has got a little bit of a reputation of being quite defensive? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if that was based on our last season last year with how negative yeah. he was, rather than his time at Benfica. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's what he said the reputation was for Bruno Large. But it surprised me when he said that. To be fair. Well, seems to be ringing true at the moment. That was Wolves versus Preston. We move on to the game that was on Sunday in the Premier League, two o'clock kickoff. It was Wolves versus Newcastle. Dave, coming into this game, did you hear Mark? This is a game that we should be winning. Not necessarily should be winning, but I felt you know it was a game that we could really have a good go at. Um, and I think it's one o'clock when the teams are out, and looking at the teams, I thought we've got a really good shot here. Obviously, no. Uh, Callum Wilson, which we knew uh, of, uh, no Alexander Isaac even in the squad, which I think a few Wolves fans are worried about. And obviously the big one was no Bruno Gamares. And I think you look at that midfield battle, we should be winning that every day of the week. Um, so, yeah, I knew Newcastle were going to be a tough game. They've strengthened in the right areas. I think they've still got this really strong momentum coming in from last year under Eddie Howe. Um, and yeah, with the, with the lineups, I thought we should have had enough to possibly edge edge and try and get a win. You say that about momentum from last season. I think that's what's happened to us as well. We we look hungover. Um, we look pretty pretty much the same beast. But George, good to see Samado back in the uh, the starting lineup, and it was it was a fairly bright start, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a good game, and you know, granted, I think I said on the last pod, I think Samado's probably our best fullback, and coming out coming off the pitch after that game, he's, he's the best fullback on the pitch, let alone the best fullback in a in the wall in a wall squad. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Like against that um, Saint Maximan, and like I say, it was a, we had a bright start, and I thought it was, you know, what I thought it was a very good game between a lot of energy, yeah, two relatively even sides. I, I've got, you know, we'll probably go into it, and I've got a few points I'd like to make about it, but negatives. But actually, how we started the game, I thought we started off really brightly. I thought Neto probably should have scored when Guedes put the ball across to him. Um, but yeah, it was you know it was a good game, and I thought we were well worth our, our lead at half time for me. Yeah, Dave, first half thoughts? Yeah, good. Better team in the first half of four. Um, you know, had a couple of opportunities, knocking on the door. I think the the, the key one, I think, where played it across the box and Neto obviously just over the bar, but the goal was fantastic by Neves as well. Mm. Um, you know, we, we all like sort of. Every time he gets the ball from range, we all shout and shoot. Uh, but obviously, out of hope, more than yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, really good layoff by Guedes, and yeah, it's a top finish for a crowd of players as well. So just a perfect finish by Neves. So yeah, going in, actually going in at half time with a one goal lead, without us actually being tested too much, was okay. I think you know, first half they had a couple of chances. I think Chris Wood's movement off the ball was pretty pretty decent in the first half. He had that one chance where he just went a little bit wide and tried to round Jose Sarr 
think the communication at times between Sarah and Samedo could have been a little bit better in that first mm. half. There was once or twice where they both went for the same ball and and, and once or twice where Sarah actually didn't come off his line for something where he, he probably should have done. Um, but yeah, there was, bar the shaky moments, we looked in control in the first half, to be honest. We did look in control, I agree. But for me, that moment of brilliance from Neves, and it's been the same same story for the last two seasons, it's, we're relying on individual pieces of brilliance to to score goals. George, for me, it's papering over the cracks. We're, we're creating absolutely nothing. No, I agree with that. I think um, there's a few problems with that. I think Jimenez, for me, if he was a racehorse, he'd been put down. Like I just think he's so... <laughs> I just think I don't know what he offers anymore. Like he's he's unbelievable striker in his heyday for us. And I, again, there's a lot of mitigating factors where I'm not going to slag him off. Like the bloke almost fucking died. Like, mm. but he doesn't offer anything to us anymore. No one can tell me that he's a good strike. Like he's a good Premier League striker anymore. The movement's awful. Like he doesn't hold the ball up that well anymore. I don't think he, I just don't think he offers a lot anymore. And that's a real sad thing for me to say. And I'm not getting on his back in terms of. This agenda of our sack him, sell him, whatever. But we need an upgrade, and I do think that um, Kladzic will be that that upgrade, or at least that's another option for us. For me, coming out of the game or watching the game, especially in that second half, the, the big thing for me is we've all everyone's been going wax lyrical about the midfield three at Wolves: Nunes, Matinho, Neves. You know, stands up against any in European football for me. Technically, yes, but. We had 33% possession, I think, or 34% possession against Newcastle. And the big thing for me is the dynamism of the midfield. Like, Willock and Joe Linton were running us and mm. running us and running us. And they're not better footballers than what we've got on the pitch. But I think the system we're playing, you almost need, a, like, another Nunes. In terms, you need someone who's going to be up and down. Like, you need two box-to-boxes. Like, Matinho, if you're playing Matinho and Neves, great. But I think you need to switch it and play a 4-2-3-1. I've seen enough of it now. Whether that is playing Pudence in the hole... All that is just pushing Nunes 15 yards further up the pitch. I don't like, we just kept getting outran by Joe Linton. Will they kept popping up in areas and we were like, there was overloads. And it just, for me, Newcastle deserved that point. I know how it came was fucking shit, but yeah. they deserved the point. And I can't begrudge it at all. You're right about the midfield, though. Like, a, a way of being able to play through the lines is you, you have your midfielders almost like, one in front of the other, or one just in front. Whereas, as just like stood in the line, and you're exactly right about Joe Linton Willock. I remember where where I was sat. Joe Linton picking the ball up on the half space and just driving at the back four. I'm like, what? Where? Where's our player that does that? And where's 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 the midfield? But Dave, like, what 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 is the issue at the minute in terms of in terms of walls? Why aren't they creating chances? Because the squad itself is probably. You know, as good a squad we've had in the Premier League, we're committing more players forward because we've gone to a back four. But if anything, we we look worse in front of goal. I think the the decision making more than anything. There were times, you know, to, the best move that we had yesterday in the second half was the goal that was disallowed because everything about that was a perfect counter attack. And I know we talked about numbered them because it was like three on one, and it was a great ball by Neto. Good finish, obviously, by him in his right place, right time. Um, and obviously, it was disallowed. We did have another three or four counter-attacks in that game where the wrong decision was made. A lot of them actually were led by Mateus Nunes. You know, a couple of times he did drive forward, and that's exactly what we want him to do. 
Um, and whether that was Nunes, where he wasn't picking the right pass, I think the movement off the ball sometimes was poor. Jimenez's attitude at times was just embarrassing as well. A couple of times when he's moaning and whinging, I thought like Jimenez, like look back at that moment, looking in at the space that you've occupied versus the other person, and you just you just not you know, like you're running into nowhere. There was um, one. The Nunes when he broke and he yeah. pulled to the left hand side of the box was it, instead yeah. of that was like maybe the 10, 15 minutes ago or something like that. Was, still, we won the up. Yeah. Um. So I think that's more. You know, we we get in the right. The actual sort of build up to it is is not too bad. We're making the right steps, but it's as soon as we enter that final third, we're like, oh, okay, what do we need to do now? Because it's almost as if none of these players are on the same wavelength whatsoever. Um, and maybe that'll come because there are some, you know, Nunes is a new player, Guedes is a new player as well. And I'm hoping someone like Kaladzic is going to come in and just be someone that's a bit more confident in front of goal, someone that can hold the ball up and bring other players into play a little bit better and someone that's going to offer an option in the area. Because once again, there were too many times where we were trying to walk that ball into the back of the net yesterday. I think he might, if we get someone like Trey Orain, I think he might try and even up for like the 4 or a four-four-two as he played when you know you have Kalidzic up front and then one of Gvedesh or Pedets in behind. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that 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 would work well if Traore's got enough dynamic. But then it's like, who do you who do you drop? Because you've got to play Nevers, you've got to play Nunes. So it it, it it's a difficult like one. It. No, you no, you. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's just like a four-two-three-one, really, though, isn't it? And I think yeah. I know we'll come on to the Bournemouth game, but that's exactly how I'd play against Bournemouth anyway. Yeah, like you said, though, it was that, that final ball. Like it's just I don't get it though, because it is basic, basic football. There was there was one where Pedence took the ball on her half turn, great turn, then Nunes was running on, and it was a simple ten yard weighted pass, and he's uh, and he's put it on the ring road. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so frustrating to watch though, because it's like you said, it, it's that final ball, and it's and it's not because they're no good. We know that these are quality players, but I, I just don't I just don't get what Bruno's trying to do. George, we've seen a lot of criticism for Bruno on the timeline. A lot of people calling for his head already. Do you think that's a little bit premature? For now, yeah. But I don't think, I, I don't think it's unwarranted, the criticism. I think I always was a firm believer last season that he didn't get backed. Pretty much Nuno's squad. He didn't get... He just didn't get backed. Um, I think... The fact that he's bought Nunes, Guedes, Collins, spent 100 million quid. Um, you'd expect better, or, or at least I now think he's culpable for the performances a lot more now than he was last season. And for me, that nothing's changed. There's a bit of a hangover, like you say, from last season, where I don't like I just I feel like, and I've said it, I've said it on here before, I feel like we're gonna batter someone. I generally do feel like it's just gonna click and we're just gonna get end up scoring five, six. But like I was at the Newcastle game, I was just so frustrated because I thought it was a massive chance to get, especially when you saw the three, the, the two lineups out. I thought it was a massive chance to get three points, and I come away shocked about you know the lack of possession and like that's the worrying thing for me is like I feel like Nunes, Martino, Neves should have a lot more ball of in Sean Longstaff, Joe Linton, mm. and Willock. And we lost the midfield battle. But like, the runners aren't the they? They've, they've got iron lungs. They'll just keep going and going. And for as good as technically as two of our three are, they couldn't run a fucking bath. No. And that's the problem, isn't it? It's, it's almost like 
the same with like the wingers. We've got a lot. There's we've got a lot of similar profile players at Wolves. We haven't got people who do a different thing for you, and I think that's where Kladzic is going to be a, a different. Who knows how good he's going to be for us? I'm not saying he's going to be the savior or gets 30 goals a season, but he'll offer us something different, completely different yeah. to what we've seen in the last four or five seasons. Fans are pinning the hopes on the new striker coming in and it's going to fix, but Dave, I, I don't think that's... It's going to help, but I don't think that's the magic wand, do you? I don't know. I think it's hard It's hard to, to tell. Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I think we do need somebody different up there. Uh, we're talking about uh, Kladzic. He's going to bring something completely different, something that we've not seen for a long, long time at Wars, and it's a real height and physical presence um, up top. Um, some something that Bruno Lage was used to a lot more at uh, Benfica with you know someone like Harris Seferovic, so it could it could work. Uh, but obviously the the issue for the fans is that although well it's actually creating the opportunities. Yes, you know like Spurs for argument say yeah we had twenty shots, but none of them were clear cut opportunities really, or very little of them were clear cut opportunities. So it's the matter of the fact. Well, the matter of the fact is, yes, you're signing a striker, but is that going to solve the chance-creating issues? I think that's what everyone is a little bit worried about. And I don't think we're going to know that until Saturday and beyond, because I'm not sure he'll be ready for Wednesday's game. So Saturday, and then you're going into a really tough run of fixtures. So it's something that I don't think is going to be solved anytime soon. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to the, to the next group of fixtures in a bit, but... Let's talk about the the elephant in the room, which was the Newcastle United goal. Listening to TalkSport today and yesterday, and I tend to switch off when I talk about Wolves because it pisses me off because you get lazy pundits who have watched matches a day and make assumptions, whereas obviously we've watched every single minute in every game and you know exactly what they're going to say. Um, and the whole narrative was Alanson Maximan. He was the best player on the pitch. He was world-class. He won rules one run Wolves ragged. Jord, apart from the goal, I thought Samado absolutely did a job on him. Samado had him in his pocket, didn't he? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's that lazy journalism piece. It's very easy to say, you know, he did X, Y and Z. He took his goal. As much as you want to slag Wang off, fucking un unreal finish. And like, you can see me on the highlight because I was on NL4 and um, as soon as he, as soon as he hit the back of the net, I've just went, you know, I've just said, "Oh fuck off!" And I've just, I've just walked straight. I've just gone. Oh, I walked straight out. Yeah, straight out. I've just gone. I was just like, "Fuck off!" Like I just can't be bothered to, you know. I didn't even say bye to anyone. I was like, "Fuck this, I'm off." Um, unbelievable finish. But yeah, like I say, like earlier on, Samado, I thought Samado was the best player on the pitch. Like he won his duels, won his battles. So Maxman will give a lot of people a, a real tough afternoon, and I still think you know you've got to be switched on. There's only mm -hmm. the one time where Smader got it slightly wrong, where he brought him up, brought, well, took him out at the halfway line, didn't he? And he got the book yeah. in and whatever. But it, did, but that was sensible, sensible fullback play. Like you know, it was a, he stopped a potential danger breakaway. Um, I've got the same problem with you though. It's like even with like you know, Sky Sports and all that sort of stuff. Like with Wolves, there's a very lazy narrative that people throw around, and we don't seem to get represented. Well, it's like, oh, we don't create chances, we don't score goals, we don't do this, we don't do that. And it's just lazy. It's just, yeah, it pisses me off. But I've sort of derailed there. But yeah, I did think Samado had some maximum in his back pocket all day, to be honest. Yeah, you say you're not representative. We did have, a, we did have an approach from TalkSport this week, but we're uh, staying away from it because it it's, just, it's, just, it's just a bit of a nightmare. But Dave, 
Substitution for Wolves. Wanky Chan comes on. You're rubbing your hands together, licking your lips, thinking 2 0, bosh, game over. Talk us through, talk us through that fucking clearance, mate. I mean, it's good to see, you know, he's back in form, putting a lovely ball back into the area, in a dangerous area, just, just at the wrong end. Yeah, um, I still, and this is. This is probably where I'm going to sort of almost contradict myself. And I've seen the same argument on Twitter today is, yes, I was disappointed with Adam Traore's performance against Preston, but I think 99% of the fans in that ground knew yesterday that if Adam Traore came on at 1-0 against Matty Target or Dan Byrne at the time, we, we were going to create a lot more opportunities. Um, and that's why, like, there was some, you know, Bruno Large with that can't really win because you know last week people were moaning that he got subbed on. Then yesterday people were moaning that he didn't get subbed on. And I suppose it's just making the right decision at the right time. And that's why he's, you know, the head coach and he's got that difficult decision. He's brought on Huang, obviously. And you know, backs are sort of against the wall. We know Newcastle are gonna have more more of the ball than us, and we know they're gonna be attacking a little bit more. But I said, again, I said this yesterday to many people, the one rule that you are taught as a child when you're playing football is never just hopelessly knock it across your own goal. It was a dreadful clearance. If he doesn't think he's going to get a sweet connection on it, just put it out for a throw and put it out for a corner because even their corners were pretty poor for most of the game. But no, he's almost volleyed it right onto the edge of the box. I think Wolves could have reacted a little bit quicker. Other players could have possibly tried to close it down a bit sooner. And it's a top, top finish by St Maximin. But it's so avoidable. And it all came from that clearance. But I remember, I think my girlfriend was watching our text saying, please don't tell me that it was Juan Chan who just blasted it across his own box. And she said, yeah. And that was it. And then they, they, then we kick off and the ball comes over the top and he couldn't trap it. Crap first touch again. And the whole of it, like the South Bank was like, fuck here now. It must be and horrible like, feeling. Yeah, man. Like, it just turned me back. Like, the whole of it, you just... Just felt the negativity. He's like, Jesus Christ. Like He'll be begging for a move out. And you know, like he's been he's been poor, but God, it must be fucking horrible having like having like thirty thousand people like just screaming booing at you. Like it must be it must be a, a real lonely place. Well, but, he's gash, man. I don't like, Yeah, I, I know, I know, but I mean not like me to be sensitive. Call for Nuno Z about we're Europe League quarterfinal, so but I dis I disagree on the trail right thing. I don't think, and George, you may agree or disagree. I think if you bring him on, I don't think you can trust him. I don't think you can trust him to get in the right areas and pick the ball up and run. Like yeah. I just don't think he plays that role well. I just, I just don't think he's got it up there. No, I all me to be honest with you, but it's. I don't necessarily mind. Again, like, I'm a bit on the fence with it. Like I thought, Troy come on against Tottenham didn't do anything. Same against. Uh, Preston, I don't. Other than his goal, didn't really impress me to say he wants to be here or do anything. Like the one thing that I didn't get is like again going back to like that midfield thing we're talking about is like we could all see like we were getting overrun. Like what? Why is why is Dendonka come on in like the ninety seventh exactly. minute? I, yeah, I agree. Is, whatever you think of Dendonka as a footballer, and again I probably rate him higher than a lot of Wolves players because um, Wolves players what uh, Wolves Twitter do should I say? Um, we've got a negative opinion on him. But the one thing he'll do is he'll give you legs. He'll get around the pitch. And like for me, there's no reason to bring Quang and Pedenza on at that stage. You can even bring Dendonka on and go to like a 5-3-2. Mm -hmm. Whatever you like, just shore it up. And like Dendonka as well with the corners and set pieces out of height. And I just thought it was a weird... He didn't need to go like for like with the wingers. 
But hindsight's a wonderful thing. You know, if we go out the game and win 1-0, no one's talking about the subs, are they? It's just a mm-hmm. moment of madness. And again, like watching it back, it seemed to feel like in the stadium, I don't know about you guys, like it felt like the, the when Huang chipped it up in the air, it all happened in real slow motion. But actually watching yeah, it back yeah. on Twitter, it's, all, it's happened in like a split second. You just knew what was happening, though, didn't you? As soon as the ball went up in the air, you knew it was going to end up in the back of the net. Like, and it was just, yeah, like I say, it went in the back of the net and I said, fuck off and walked out the ground. Yeah. <laughs> just so in, the, in the back of the net, no, and I didn't feel anything. I was just like, like A, what a goal. B, fuck off. But <laughs> 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 what was your thought on the goalkeeping? Do you think, or do you think the finish was just that good? You, no, you can't blame the keeper there. Yeah. I, know, I, was, I was just like, I saw today, and I'm like, <laughs> literally, no. fuck. Like, I was half expecting Matt to say, you know, he's got to catch that. Who I did think was poor, so I'll get you the press and go, I thought we should have shifted his Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, thank you. Dave, Dave yeah, just thinks I've got an agenda. He just, he just <laughs> loves, he loves as, a, as a power league's goalkeeper myself, I've got to say. <laughs> <Little> swat. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the, in the post-match press, press conference, Dave, um, Bruno Lage revealed that Willy Bolly just didn't bother turning up to the game. And I want to get both of your thoughts on this, but it looks like he's edging closer to a move to Nottingham Forest. Bruno said that he's trying to force a move. He just hasn't turned up. I wanted him in the squad. Dave, what are your thoughts on this? Willie Bolly's been, you know, wonderful servant for Wolves over the past five years, but you know, has he has he tarnished his legacy at Wolves? Yeah, there's there's two sides to this. I think the first one, as a Wolves fan, and this being a Wolves player, obviously really disappointing. Um, and I think he has definitely tar- tarnished his time at the club. We saw it even with the likes of Wayne Hennessy. You know, when he left the club, he it was said that he refused to play in a, a game when we were in League One and. A lot of people don't respect Wayne Hennessy and don't respect the time at the club because of that. And I think this is now the same with Bolly because whenever anyone in the future is going to mention Willie Bolly, you're going to think, oh, what a prick, you know. Flip side to that, two players that Wolves are looking at, Kaladzic and Bubakar Traore, have both refused to train and both refused to play for their clubs as well. So, obviously, Stuttgart and Mets fans are going to be pissed off in the same way that we are. So I sort of get it, and I, I sort of, you know, I can see both sides to it basically. But from Bolly as a Wolves fan and Bolly, the, the Bolly situation, I'm disappointed with. But it's sort of happening with two players that we're bringing in as well at the same time. Mm. George, do, do you not just feel look, the, uh, the deal's close. Just come and sit on your hands for 90 minutes, and you're gone. What What are your thoughts on it? Um, it's tough, isn't it? Because I sort of get what Dave's saying there as well. For me, it's He's, he's checked out and he, he's got this move to Forest and I'm guessing, you know what, he's probably going to end up getting the fucking pay rise the way he's going, the fucking madman chairman. I'm out of it. So he's probably just thinking, I just want to, you know, I'm going to get my Forest move and it does leave a bit of a tar- it does stain it a little bit. It really does. It, it sort of nurks me a little bit that he's, he's done that. But I don't, it's not, it's not the biggest crime in the world, in my opinion. Like, you know, he, he hasn't, come out publicly, slated the club. I'm not standing, by the way, I'm not advocating what he's done. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. But like, you know, talking got in the past, like Hennessy refusing to play, making it very openly. Abundant. And we wouldn't have known unless Bruno come out and said it. No, exactly. Stephen Fletcher in the cinema, head's gone, like mm. fucking prick. Um, but I, I, can't say, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that about Bolly. I generally can't. I just think I would have gone about it differently. But player power, 
has changed so much in the, even like like the last three four years. Like the players seem to have a lot more power now over the clubs than they've ever had before. Whether that's a right or wrong thing, again, that's another debate for another show, probably. I'm but... glad. I'm glad you said that you didn't say our generation then, because you were still you, when you were kicking about. It was so Stanley Matthews was still on the ball, mate. Oh my! <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why I come on this podcast. I've been fucking violated by both you now. Stanley <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm born in 1991. Um, like, yeah, like for me, it's just the prop players have probably got too much power these days, but it's. Uh, yeah, for, I think it'll be very naive and very. I think it'll be very harsh of Wolves fans to now say Bolly's this, Bolly's that. Like, he's been an cre- incredible servant for us. Like, mm. incredible player at his peak. Mm-hmm. Granted, he should have gone about it differently, but we are where we are, and he's he's not going to be here come the end of the window. So, Judd, you've. I mean, we've all been in jobs where we've handed our notice in and. The last week you are coasting, you're doing absolutely nothing. You're not even lifting a finger. Do you think it's a maybe maybe a case that he's just woke up and thought, I'm going Monday, what's the point? He's probably thought I've got a medical in in Nottingham on Tuesday or Wednesday. If I pick up a niggle, I could scupper the move. That that's probably what he's thinking. And like, you know, he's in his last year of contracting me with walls, I think. Yeah. I think like Forrest are gonna offer him a two, three year deal. He's just thought I'm not why risk it? And again, I'm not advocating it, but I do get it at the same time. Like I'm playing devil's advocate, I do get it. I really do. From a from an emotional point of view, from a Wolves fan, you're fuming because it's like, well, how dare you do that against our great club? But then we can't be overjoyous that Traore and Kladzic are doing the same. But I've seen I've seen some fans as well saying, "How dare he do this? We stood by him through his injury crisis. He had long COVID. The club the club could have got rid of him." Like. What, what are they expecting to do? Take him out onto the Waterloo Road and fucking run him over because he's had COVID? Like it's just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why. Like, like players have injuries; they're under contract. That's what the contract's for. Just because we've paid them whilst they're injured and they're not getting an appearance fee, like, doesn't mean we own the world. I just, I just don't understand it. If, it. if it happened when he had the long COVID, he recovered and then requested a transfer straight away. Yeah. Then I sort of get it. But like, he's been at the club since for like another year since that. Anyway, is it a little not, bit? Was it like Michael Kitely? He, yeah. he was injured for that time. And then as soon as he come back, he wanted to leave the club. Um, the, the real, I was going to say, sorry, Dave, the real life um, scenario about it now is like Fafana with Leicester, isn't it? He got a yeah, big yeah. beat after his leg break and he's just refusing to play in his prime. And I think that's completely different. I think that's bang out of order what he's doing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, well, Fafana only played a handful of games in near the end of last season. Now he's, uh, he, he'd already spoke to Chelsea in France during, during the summer, and now he's refused to play. It, it, it is different, but like you said, George, player power is is at the helm, and whether we like it or not, we're going to benefit from it, and it's also going to go against us. But let's just touch on uh, the bet, mate, pop before we, we move on to Bournemouth versus Wolves. Um, so shout out to Jordan, who was the only member of Talking Wolves to take home a bit of cash, a measly £3.35. However, Jordan, if you would have picked Neves captain instead of Nunes captain, you would have you would have won £150 and buy an absolute bus ride. But to be fair to you, mate, you're doing bits on this app, aren't you? Yeah, I come second on the Arsenal Fulham game um the day before, got 150 quid, so that was nice. Uh I ended up picking, I had Saliba and Gabriel, who got a goal and assist. I had Odegaard, I had Gabriel captain, I had Odegaard vice captain, and he got um, he got a goal as well, and Mitrovic as well. So, yeah, I missed out by half a point of the £250 pot, which is uh, frustrating, but we go again on Wednesday. It is, and it's good for when we do head-to-heads, because 
Dave and I have fallen off a little bit. We had we had a good start last year, but uh, our performances have dwindled. So hopefully you can um, you can fly the flag for us. Dave, Bournemouth versus Wolves on Wednesday night. Bournemouth coming back off the, uh, the 9-0 stuffing at Anfield. Wolves still yet without a win. It's got 0-0 written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I said um, on the preview, I predicted 1-1. <laughs> now, um, imagine Wolves' Twitter if we ever, ever lost 6-7-8-9-0. Like... I'm, You'd have to deactivate one, yeah. I'd just be close the channel down. What's the point? It would be <laughs> so dangerous, man. So dangerous. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a good is it a good time to play Bournemouth? Um, Scott Parker threw them under the bus a lot, even after the game, with some of his comments. Um, so they're going to be all over the place. And if you want to get a win at the moment, it's going to be against you know Bournemouth, and hopefully, we can kick, kick start the season. As I said earlier, we've got a tough run of fixtures coming up um, after Saturday, um, and I would go. I would go attacking for it. I would change the formation. I'd go four-two-three-one and just try and get as many players forward as we can and, and try and get a couple of goals. Jord, surely, surely we can beat Bournemouth. This is Wolves, though. That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> but put it politely. Didn't this happen? Didn't Southampton lose? Was it? Didn't they lose nine to Man U and then they played us? Or was it against Leicester game when they come to Molyneux afterwards? And was it nil nil? Was it the Leicester one know. years ago? I remember. They come just I'll find it. That was yeah. was that was that Blues who lost nine to Bournemouth or seven or eight, and then they they, they shut, shut the, the next game, game and just yeah. part the bus and you know. Yeah, I think it's possibly the worst time to play Bournemouth. Um, I just do like the only way he's up in it for them, and um, yeah, you just know what you're going to get. They're going to be stodgy, they're going to be awkward, they're going to be difficult to break down. They're probably going to play 10 men behind the ball, and uh, then be difficult to break down. And we don't break teams down, so look, we on paper we should be winning the game. If we don't win the game, all that um, Bruno out or whatever on Twitter is going to get even worse. I just hope, I'll just pray we win. I'll pray we win. I'm not confident at all, but I do pray mm. we get the win. Dave, if if I was to say to you, um, we got a point against Bournemouth and a point against Southampton, what do you think the narrative would be around Bruno Large's tenure at Wolves? What would yours well, be as well? That would be five points from a possible 39. And that's absolutely embarrassing. What two two draws? Or a draw on Wednesday and a draw on Sunday, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going on to games against Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City. Mate, he's going to be without a job. Simple. How as. many points did you say? If if we do if we draw those two games, yeah. No, that'll be six points for a possible thirty. No, yeah, six 18. points for a possible thirty-nine. Last season. Oh, if we've we last season. Last season. Oh, okay, yeah. right, okay. Yeah. Do you count last season though? Do you, I know I know I've seen that debate on on Twitter. Well, today. Uh, when it I didn't. If when we're talking like people were talking like after four games or three games, let's say I saw positives from the first three performances, and people go mad saying you know, we haven't won in this many games, and I thought yeah, but that's that's last season. But when you're putting it into perspective like that, you know we still haven't won this season either. We've got two points out of a possible what twelve. He's got if even if he draws an X two, that's four points out of a possible eighteen. That's still crap. It's awful. So, yeah. So I think the teams he, he played. But then the issue for Fosin is 
Do you give him new, more time because he's built this new system? You've just spent a shitload of money backing him. It's, it's going to be a difficult time for him. I think... I don't know. I don't want to think about it because I'm confident we're going to get at least one or two one or two wins mm. this week. Um, but if we're here this time next week and when we're only two points better off, then it's going to be a vile podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say don't don't judge it based off last season as well. Don't carry it on if the problems aren't the same. But they're like they're like they for are like, the same, and they yeah. exactly yeah. the same. But See, I, some, I don't. Yeah, so, sorry, someone was talking about the back, like saying nothing's changed since he's changed formation. Um, and t- like suggesting we go back to back five. I think the formation's fine, and I think the back four is defensively is doing a hell of a lot better than I expected. Mm-hmm. It's still just the same issues, creating the opportunities and putting them in the back of the net. I don't think Jordan. You may you may agree or disagree that Fosun won't look at we've backed Bruno. They will think we've backed the squad. We've invested in the squad, and if you get a good enough manager, they'll you know the, the players are there at his disposal. <clears throat> yeah. the we were last season we didn't really well you know everyone knows we didn't really invest we have probably haven't had a good window for a long time this has been our best window since the one we came up if not even better than that one superseded it foes and i need to play them they haven't got them signed mateus nunez and guedes and said look we're going to come 14th this year is that okay yeah. like, they, like, literally it's like we're going for whatever that you know seventh whatever you think the art of the possible is we want Europe. We want we want to improve. We want to do this. You know, we won't be spending another twenty million pound on Kladzic. We won't be spending potentially another ten on uh, um, the midfielder as well. Trailer, so it's right. like, trailer, I forgot his name then. Sorry. Um, like they won't be doing that. I just feel like, like you say, because the problems are sat the same. You can sort of equate for what happened last season, and like the say about insanity, he's just like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yes, the formation's changed, but. For me, I think it's made us even less effective going forward because the, the wing backs used to join in and we used to attack as a five. Like the full backs are they're playing 10, 15, if not 20 yards further back. They're not really joining in on the attack. So I think we're even we've got even less players when we're breaking forward going forward than we did last season. And that's the system. I still back the system. I just think you need to either put different players within the system or you just chat, tweak the system. So like I said. You push Nunes 15 yards for or put him in a 10, or you do go to that 4 2 3 1 and just, yeah, just have a go at teams. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Just have the have the fullbacks bombing on, but just have someone sat in front of the back two and just drop a little bit deeper. So you've got so you've got cover. We're against a team like Bournemouth anyway. You know, doing it against Man City would be would be suicidal, but to do it against the lesser teams, it's it's gotta happen. But bet mate pop chaps. So um, the Betmate pot is the Prem Wednesday treble. So that includes Bournemouth versus Wolves, Arsenal versus Villa, Man City versus Nottingham Forest. Three tasty fixtures there. Three Midlands clubs. It's £2 in and your chance to win a share of £400. So let's talk, talk you through my team. So I've gone for Dean Henderson in goal. He's in inspired form and I reckon he will... Uh, might not. He knows against City so he won't keep a clean sheet but... I think he's going to score a lot of points in terms of saves. And I've got Cancelo and Gabriel, Odegaard, vice-captain Gundogan, captain Haaland and Geddes up front. I think there's a lot of firepower in there. And I've also think there's goals in the defence. So that's that's my reasoning. Dave, talk, talk me through a little bit of, about about your two. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going with 
a goalkeeper, I'm not sure. I've gone with Emmy Martinez in goal against Arsenal. Um, I did look at Dean Henderson, but I just thought his, his numbers were inflated uh, after the Spurs game from the penalty save. Um, Cancelo and Gabriel at the back. Erdegaard and Neves. I backed Neves at the weekend. He was my captain. He did bits, to be fair. And Haaland uh, up top with Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. George, would you like to talk us through your team for the Prem Wednesday pot? So I've just gone for the clean sheet of Edison. Uh, not thinking about save points, just fucking get the clean sheet to start off. We've got the six points and you build from there. So um, Saliba, Saliba and Gabriel, because they've done me well on the weekend. Goal and assist from them too. I've actually captain Gundogan. Um, I've gone for Matthias Nunch for the third week in a row. He's bound to put one of these headers in. Um, then I've got Erling Haaland as voice, and I've got Goncalo Aguedes as my other striker as well. Wonderful, wonderful. So, well, hopefully one of us does all right because you know I'm sick of sick of me and Dave just getting nowhere near the top, and Jordan playing in other pots has been doing well. But don't forget as well, you, you might be able to pick your team now, but you've still got until five minutes before kick off to change your team. So if there's a player that you've selected isn't isn't playing, you can swap him out. And also, if you use our link in the description down below, you'll get £5 in free bets once you stake a cash bet. So that's £2 in and your chance to win a share of £400. And of course, with this, please be gamble aware. Oh, another game this week, chaps. <laughs> Coming thick and fast. Dave, you must be absolutely shattered. I know I am with all the content. Second, second, second it out of us. Um, it's Wolves versus Southampton. Two struggling teams. Um, hopefully, though, by then, Dave, we've got at least two players through the door. At least, yeah. I think um, transfer deadline day, it'll be done. You might see you know, a new core to the squad uh, because a lot of players are linked with moves away, uh, away as well. Um, it'll be interesting. I think, obviously, it's hard to you know predict or talk about the game too much before the midweek fixtures. But, yeah, it's going to be a busy week for Wolves and, like you said, lots of content coming out before then. But, you know, Southampton... As far as I can remember, historically, seems to have been promoted about good form against at Molyneux. Um, so I'm hoping that we could continue that and, and get another win this weekend. George, I've said this about about four times this season already. One of those fixtures that you earmark as a, as a, as a must win. I'd say so, because before the start of the season, there were one of my tips to well potentially be in and around the relegation zone. I don't think I quite put them in the bottom three, but I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're much good points so far. Yeah. Two more than us, which says a lot about our start, doesn't it? But I, I, I look at the squad and I just think it's weaker than it has been in recent years with Southampton, and I don't think they've ever been particularly strong anyway. Um, it's a game. I think, look, we should be winning that game on paper. Um, if we do or not is another thing. I think if we don't beat Bournemouth and we don't score in like the first 10 15 minutes against Southampton. Molyneux can be horrible in terms; it can be toxic, and I've just got a feeling it's about to turn. Like, and again, hopefully we beat Bournemouth and we beat Southampton, and everything's sunshine and, and rainbows, as I say. But yeah, I, I fear I've just got a horrible feeling about these next two games. I'm not confident mm. whatsoever. Dave, is there anyone from anyone from that Southampton team that that worries you as as a, as a real threat? Ward Prowse, obviously, in free kicks. Chai Adams, who started the season well. Joe Aribo, who's a, a, a favourite on the pod. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Ward Prowse, obviously, for the dead ball situation. And oh, I thought his overall game wasn't that great last time we played them. But, you know, he can just come up with that little bit of magic. It was a great goal uh, last time. I, I know you're still disappointed about the goalkeeping, Matt. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I know I'm going to jinx it. I've, I've just looked at our form against them in the league and it is absolutely ridiculous, like, how good it is. Mm. Um, very quickly count. One, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One loss in twelve against them in the league, and a lot of those are wins. So announce a one-nil defeat. Remember when they put six past us? Yeah, yeah that was, was the last it? time. That, oh, uh, Marek Saganoski, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, we've lost once since then in the league against them. Mm. I remember the the three-nil where was it? Craddock and Sam Vogue scored as well in the championship. Yeah, um, that was those, league, yeah, yeah. No, nah, we never beat him 3-0. Who, who was that then? Was it Sheffield United? Someone scored when a penalty. Uh, we have beat him 3-0, but that was in 1980. That was more George. That was it. That was it. That was the one that George was on about. I, I yeah. think he went there on his, 20, his yeah. 24th birthday that game. Actually. Yeah, probably. I don't even think my mum and dad had met in 1980. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. George, how many points do we need for the next two games? Six. Dave, simple as it. Okay. No, no, I was just saying, yeah, simple as six. Dave, um, four at least, but he's got to win, mate. No, Cut no, no, the win. No, he's got to beat Bournemouth though, because if it's a draw against Bournemouth, I don't think we'll beat Southampton. It's got to be convincing against Bournemouth. I, I don't mm-hmm. like people say I'll just get the first win on the board, but again, it'll it'll paper over the crap, yeah. craps, cracks, cracks <laughs> for the <laughs> <elf>. <laughs> Uh, there is a bet, mate, pop for for this game. It's a Saturday 3 p.m. kickoff, so it'll include all the Saturday 3 p.m. games. It's £3 in, and it's your chance to win a share of a massive £600. And, of course, Gosh. the same with the pop before. If you use our code down below and you're a new customer, if you, uh, if you do stake a cash bet, you'll get £5 in free bets. Of course, again, be gamble aware. Moving on to the final segment of the podcast, and it's your your questions so thanks to those who sent all the questions in on twitter really do appreciate them some some really good ones uh this week so thanks for that joey's asked where do you place martino neves and nunez midfield across the rest of the league george mentioned this earlier didn't you um it, it's up it's up there isn't it was it was a midfield three it's got to be sort of i'm talking top seven i reckon george yeah I think probably higher, you know. Like I mm. think, like better than United, I suppose, isn't it? Better than Tottenham. Not for me, like Hoiberg and Bentico. Like I think it's mm. better than all that. Maybe I'm being mm. a bit of a snob and a bit biased, but like put it like Liverpool's midfield three against Bournemouth, even like they'd, they'd like snap their hands off to have our midfield three over that that midfield three. That what's what's three. Liverpool's strongest midfield three? Thiago, Fabinho, and oh, I suppose yeah, it's all right. Henderson, uh, Henderson probably. Yeah, it's up there, you know. It's up like, better than Liverpool's. Chelsea's, maybe. Depends who they got when they're fit, isn't it? Still mm. think Kante's a player. Um, yeah, yeah it's got it's, 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 I think it, it stands up against most in, in European football. Like, you could probably like transfer it. You could ask it about any team. And like, like I say, technically, as good as anything. But as it's shown on the weekend, the mobility, not, yeah. not the case. Really sure. Um, Dean has asked, and it's not a Wolves question, but it's something I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, chaps. I'll start with you, George. What did you think of the Richarlison incident at the weekend? 
Dean says his opinion is I'm all for that kind of stuff, whether it's a showboating and the booting he got. Um, it's one of them, and I, I think my narrative on Richarlison is I think he's a bit of a cock anyway. Um, <laughs> so that sort of stuff is the fact you probably want to see him get kicked into Rose Ed. I'm not. I'm not against it. Like, you know, people used to lord like JJ Okocha when he did the rainbow flick over Ray Parler and all, you know what I mean? Like, mm. you'd like to see that sort of stuff. But for me, it was just like, there was no one around him when he started doing the kick-ups. It was like, he didn't like flick it over someone or it was just, it's a little bit disrespectful, but I think it was dealt with in the right manner. Like, Brennan Johnson twatted him and then Nico Williams pretty much dropped the elbow on him when he landed on him. Like, if you, if you do that sort of stuff, I know what sort of people have been saying in the media today about you're going to end up with someone getting sent off or someone getting a broken leg or whatever, but it's on, it's on them, isn't it? Like, you know, if they start doing kick-ups and whatever and someone snaps you, well, it's, it's on you. What, what do you reckon, Dave? You're a fan of it? I'm all for it, mate. I fucking love it. It's class. So, nah, <laughs> mate, if if Neto or whoever started doing that, mate, like around the world and that, when you tune the look as well with 10 minutes to go, <laughs> yeah, EAP <mate>. skills. EAP <laughs> skills on the left-hand side. It's just... He's taking the piss, but yeah, it's demoralising. But what would you rather have done? You lose nine nil Anfield, or have you die doing keep you ups on the side? What's I love it, mate. It's like you know, you, you turn it up and you you're getting into the opponent's head. You're really rubbing them up the wrong way, and you saw that. And he won a free kick. So like, yeah, yeah. what's a ding? So what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <Sorry. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't see the problem. I, I, I'm all for it. I think I think it's funny and. I, I, contrary to what you think, Jordan, I think Richarlison's jokes. So, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps that's your age, though. Um, yeah, Re- Reapers asked, "Would we take Ross Barkley on a free?" Dave, he's just left Chelsea uh, on a free, so yeah. Um, depends on wages, I think. Um, I'd have him as a squad option. I think, Jordan, no, too much baggage. Why? Too much baggage. Like, like what? Like he's been out, like doing like fucking just too much baggage. He's he's over it. And he I think he's he's sort of you know I just don't not for me. I don't think he fits in the squad. I don't think he fits in the thing. But he's probably still one of the best performances I've ever seen. And this is me showing my age a little bit now. Just to pick the narrative when he was on at Sheffield Wednesday when we we're in the championship. Oh my god, he was there in like ninety nine, wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> I don't mean he was in black and white. I think no, but he was. It was one of the best performances I've seen Dan Mullen. Commentary years. only. Playing Sheffield Wednesday. I've always liked him as a player, but I do think you know he's in the media for all the wrong reasons, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing or maybe it's unwarranted. But yeah. no, it's just too much baggage for me. Screams a move to Turkey or something, isn't it? But. Yeah, Alley. Yeah. yeah, ballers. He's also asked, uh, "What's your favourite snack at the Molyneux? Yeah? Mine's Dave has a party. <laughs> <laughs> so if we talk, us, I, I never eat at the ground, but it's a balti pie, probably. If I had to oh yeah, something. same. It's got to be the same. George, what you, what you, what's yours? Um, probably a sausage roll. I had one in the Carabao Cup. And, and it's four pound fifty though. What's mean? I didn't buy it. My mate bought it. He was oh. like, go on, I'll get you a pie. And I was like, it's too hot for a pie. And he brought me back a sausage roll, which was still piping hot. But it was okay. It was okay. To be fair, though, they've got Mad- Madri on tap now. It's wonderful. And right. like, the service is pretty good. They've got, in the North Bank anyway. Got a lot of the Pepsi, though. It's Coke Zero. It's dreadful, man. Absolutely mm. dreadful. Uh, ben Smith has asked, if we get Traore from Mets, does that mean we could see Den Donker leave? Well, 
as the Athletic have reported this evening, that Wolves have rejected an £8 million bid from Everton. So, George, can you see him leaving if Traore comes in? Yeah, but I want more than £8 million. I'm, And I know there's people on Twitter saying, oh, they'll drive him to Everton, all this sort of stuff. He's still better than £8 million. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I think we'll be, if they offered it £12, £13 million and we get in a Traore back through, fine with me. I'd be a bit gutted that he didn't work out because I do think, like I say, I think he's a better player than we give him credit for, but it hasn't really worked out at Wolves, so... Dave. Yeah, I'll, with, with uh, Kundal as well. Kundal going out on loan, so yeah, that, that's my only concern. But I think you you get Troy Ray in. I think Ronan will stay now anyway. I'm not saying Ronan's the answer, but he's going to be your fifth choice midfielder now anyway. Um, I think Donk goes. You get your money back on him. Um, I think it's a good deal to be fair. And Troy Ray comes in. So yeah. As a Sahota has asked, how much was the suit, Dave, and where can I get it from so I can avoid the place? <laughs> as a Sahota. Um, mm. I was, the suit was actually from a, the, a very well-established suit company in Wolverhampton called Blooms. Um, any well-groomed man will know. Um, but whoever asked the question, I use the clothes that they wear uh, to, to wash my car with, to be fair. That's the sort of level <laughs> we're talking in. Oh, my God. Can't be saying not that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of living crisis, and you're, and you're you're saying stuff like that. You're so out of touch, man. So no, you know he said that to me. I took it off. Um, you know the dorky wonders manager. Yeah, uh, on TikTok, he's like yeah. D squared and everything, and everyone's taking the piss out of his coat. And he turns around to the fans and he says, oh, "I wash my motor with those sort of coats that you're wearing, mate." <laughs> it's a tapping. It's a tapping. Fab- Fabio Silva Goat has asked. Oh. What's worse, Bruno's subs, Huang's footballing ability, or Dave's suit? What the? What the what's with the deep size suit? Um, I thought Dave looked quite sharp. If I'm you know what? If people knew the truth about that suit, mate, people wouldn't be slagging it off. I tell you now. I had, very, I had, I had good comments about that suit, and my day at court ended very well. All right. <laughs> Did you win? Yeah. It's got community service. 15 um, love. <laughs> so what's worse out of Bruno's Subs, Wang's Good footballing point. ability, and Dave's. Did, did your did your suit have checks on it, Dave? Like checkers? Yeah, man, Czechoslovakia. Yeah, you look yeah. like a fucking Battenberg, bro. Uh, <laughs> I think I was the best dressed there, and it wasn't even my wedding. So, <laughs> and your missus was there. So that's a bit. I know. <laughs> um, I'd go for Bruno subs after the weekend. Dave, <laughs> what's well, not my suit? Bruno Subs yeah, mate, so butter about this, right? Uh, it's obviously Wanky Jans. <laughs> mm, I don't have an opinion on it. Um, well, she don't. Cool. <laughs> Dave suits. <laughs> Carby asked has asked, um, do you think Osorio gets into the first team if we ever sign him, um, even if it's just on the bench? I think if Wang goes, squad then, player. then yeah, yeah. yeah if Wang was to go, mm. no. Um, Richard Fletcher has asked, when do we start worrying about the poor form of Pedro Neto? Is Bruno's sister, is Bruno's sister, Bruno's sister is not hindering him. Is Bruno's sister hindering him? My word. <laughs> Bloody hell. No wonder he can't perform. Um, I, I think he's not right for the current system that we play. And I know, George, we've spoke about this many a times. Yeah. He's, he's not cute enough to play on the inside, inverted. He's great at driving and getting the ball to the byline and getting a crossing. In terms of like coming in field, I just don't think he's that type of player. What do you reckon, George? Yeah, same as you. I don't think he's cute enough to play off the off the right, and and that's not, you know, probably get pals now saying, oh, he's you know, he's saying he's not a good player. Like I was really happy seeing him line up at the start of the game yesterday on the left hand side of the pitch because I thought 
brilliant. He's going to run Trippier. And every time he went one-on-one -on -one with Trippier, he did run him and got a cross in and whatever. I just don't, like say, I just don't think it's like perfect for him. Like, there's a, he's a fantastic footballer. I'm, I still believe that, truly believe that, but we just haven't found the right system for him. And if you're asking me at the minute, whether it be Neto or Guedes or whoever would be my first pick, Guedes is the first name for me in those wide areas, on, if you're asking me to put on the pitch. Do you think that, and I'll ask you in a sec, Dave, do you think that now we've got the big man in or you know pretty much all but done, do you think that they could swap and almost play so they're, they're, they they get into the by line and you know, he gives you another option of trail right then? Yeah, we need to, well, you need to be using him. I mean, again, I don't profess last week, I haven't seen a lot of him. Kladzic, but I'm guessing he's good in the air being six foot seven. So you've got, you know, you've got a big, big targets with you've got to start hitting it, haven't you? And start using it as a backboard as well. So naturally getting to the ball line, putting the ball back in the box is, you know, playing actual more traditional out and out wingers is probably what we're going to see in the next few weeks when he gets integrated into the squad. But I still feel like there'll be a Jimenez hangover where we'll still see Jimenez starting majority of games up until the World Cup break. Yeah, I agree. Dave, are you worried about the former Pedro Neto and do you think Bruno's system is hindering him? Um, I don't think the system hinders him. Um, and I don't know what it is. Maybe when the window shuts and all this speculation goes away, we might see somebody, you know, who's playing with a lot less pressure on him. I thought he, got, he picked up some decent pockets of space and tested Nick Pope a couple of times yesterday. Um well, yeah, I don't know. I think we've got to consider, you know, it took him a long time to come back from his injury. Didn't have a solid run in the team last season. But it's frustrating because I thought pre-season he was shit hot. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing that he's not sort of got any goal contributions as of yet this season. Mm, it is a shame. Do you think that Arsenal could come in from him in the next, the next couple of days? Um, I don't think so. I don't think Wolves would... Unless they come in and, like we said, 50 million, I think obviously you have to accept it. But with his last few performances, I'd be tempted with possibly a tiny bit less than that now. Um, but Wolves, Ooh, can't, yeah. Wolves can't get a, a replacement in for the, a similar value, I don't think. Not this late mm. in the window. Listening to the Express and Style podcast, um, Liam Keane said that he believes that it would cost more than the 50, 55 million pound. Um, that, that, that's been branded about. George, do you think that there could be a bit of movement for Neto in, in the last couple of days? I know that some transfer checker shitty Twitter account or whatever, you know, you know these ones that aren't necessarily posting sources, but, you know, throw enough shit at a wall, some of it will come true. Yeah. It said that Pedro Neto has asked to leave Wolves. Can you see it happening? Not this late on in the window. And I think we're well within our rights to ask for north of 50, 60 million quid. Like, if Anthony Gordon is 60 million quid, Pedro Neto is worth 60 million quid and more. Mm. So it's like, I don't mean we're being unreasonable. Well, I've seen Arsenal fans, and again, I fucking hate Arsenal fans on social media. Like, they're all oh, unbearable, bro. Fucking horrible. Um, but like, you know, oh, well, you know, you should let Neto go for this. Like, oh, we'll give you fucking Cedric Suarez. Oh, well, fucking great. Yeah, we want him, don't we? Um, he's, just, he's just Johnny with Aries. I'm yeah. convinced of that. Just like, just oh yeah, you'll have you can have this guy Reese Nelson, and we'll give you like twenty million, and you should take it. It's like just fuck off. We don't want you fucking. We don't want him. Um, I don't want Reese Nelson. Anyway. He tried to move to my girlfriend about ten years ago. So did he? Yeah, man. Oh, 
Yeah, so there we go. He ain't coming because you know he's big yeah. bad Dave's in the area. Yeah, yeah mate. Dave would run him out of town. <laughs> no, but yeah. I think he's got four, well 2027, isn't it? His contract. Like we should be asking for the money that Anthony Gordon's going for and more. So Arsenal, if you want him, fucking pay up or shut up. Yeah. Wolverhampton isn't big enough for Reese Nelson and the Maltese Matador. It's just he will run him out. He will run him out. It's it's similar to the to the Zaha um, situation. I, I was listening to Simon Jordan talk about this. It's like you've got Arsenal fans saying, "Well, forty million for Zaha, you should be taking it." He's like, "Well, well, no, because to Crystal Palace, Wolf Zaha is worth more than, and you know, maybe a little bit yeah, different yeah. now. He's got a year left in his contract, but." You know, Will Zaha is worth as much as Crystal Palace value him. <laughs> Pedro mm-hmm. Neto is worth as much as Wolves value him. So, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. Maybe after, maybe after January, if he, you know, if he had, if he's been to the World Cup and if he, if he does, and he has you know a, a great time, second of a twenty million on it. But I can't see him going and featuring much. Not how, not how strong they are in in the four positions. That's all the questions for today, folks, and that concludes the end of the podcast. It's a bit of a bumper episode, but. I've enjoyed that one. Chaps, absolute pleasure as always. Thank you for joining me. Dave, where can people find you, should they wish? It's Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram. Back on Instagram. Yeah, mate. Heads down. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. Because he knows Reese Nelson's about. He's gone off yeah, private. He's like getting his dick measuring yeah. competition. George, where can people find you, should they wish? Um, yeah, George 7 on Twitter and Instagram. If Dave's thrown it out, but I'm not very active on Instagram, so just follow me on Twitter. Yeah, I've looked at George's profile, and there's you know there's some picturesque photos, but none of him. I've funnily one of the one of the, Ber- <laughs> one of the Berlin walls on there as well, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me in my air raid shelter in 1940. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was there for the the, the cut phone at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all over. <laughs> him, him and Dazzling Dave growing up together in nappies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm M. Cooper Wrights on Twitter and Instagram. Matt Cooper Wrights on YouTube. We are talking walls across all socials. Don't forget to let us know what you think of this podcast as well. What's your thoughts on the Bolly situation and everything else? Let us know in the comments. Like the video. Subscribe if you're new. And... We will see you all on Thursday evening for the deadline day stream from around about eight o'clock, we feel. Um, eight o'clock, all of, <laughs> all up until the deadline. We've got some very special guests line up, so make sure you're there. Join us and support us. But until next time, take care and look after yourselves. <laughs>